Welcome to the Edge Podcast by MGR with your host, David Gill. Hey guys, David Gill here and welcome to the Edge Daily Podcast. We upload every day, Monday through Friday, available on every major podcast platform. And today we're taking a peek into the future. We are going to look at new tech, new advancements, new developments that will be here very soon or are already here. People just don't really know about it yet. I love episodes like this where I just get to talk tech because, uh, you know, I I love tech. I I don't know what to tell you. I really do. Anyways, let's just get right into it. You ain't got no money. I ain't got no time. All these faces looking funny when I'm driving by. All right, so I'm talking about five new technologies today. Um, like I said, new and already here, but not widely adopted yet technologies. And so number one, I'm going to start off with AI. Now, I'm starting off with this one because I made a whole episode yesterday about it. So be sure to check it out if you want a more in-depth analysis. Uh, but secondly, it is going to be the most, it's going to be the biggest and the most impactful. Uh, you know, AI already exists in everyday life, but the technology is evolving and getting smarter at an exponential rate every day. So I'm not going to dive into this a ton, to AI a ton, because yesterday's entire episode was dedicated to it. So go listen to that if you want to hear me talk about AI. But, you know, I can't not put AI on the list because, you know, it is probably out of the five that I'm going to say the most impactful out of all of them. So obviously got to give it a mention. Second, AR augmented reality. AR is something that I actually debated putting on the list because it's definitely coming and there's a lot of money in this space, but there's quite a few things holding it back right now. And and one is simply the tech just needs to get better. The, the eye tracking itself needs to improve to the point that it's near perfect or else people will be too frustrated to actually use the AR glasses. And second, we need more actual use cases and applications. It's very cool to have navigation in your glasses or whatever, tell you where to go or, you know, see little, like be able to read articles or whatever. But, you know, that's not going to be enough to get people to shell out $1,000 for a pair of glasses. It's just, it's just not. And so for AR to really hit it big, it needs to be, it needs to have killer apps that aren't even possible to have on phones and it all needs to work seamlessly without hurting your eyes or being these big ugly goggles and as i said before the price needs to drop significantly too because it's going to be very hard to get people to pay a thousand dollars for some glasses when really their phone already does all the same things it's just that you won't have to actually look at a phone so there's a lot that they have to do and now with all of that said you're probably thinking why is this guy saying this is the technology of the future and then completely trashing it. I'm not, but, you know, I see AR glasses or even contact lenses as being commonplace uh, within, as, as commonplace as phones within about five years. You know, all of those problems that I listed are the common problems that happen with early 
stages of technology, early stages of development. You know, being expensive, once they're mass produced, that's not a problem. Needs more use cases, that will come because many developers are hopping on board. It happens pretty much every time, whether it's the beginning of the internet, the app store, whatever. Developers will come once the platform is there. Not hurting your eyes, that's actually been solved for the most part, and it's so it's just really a matter of convincing the public that it doesn't hurt your eyes, because only the early versions, because they were testing new things out, really hurt your eyes, but new versions, you don't really feel a thing. And then as far as the being ugly, bulky glasses, you know, Intel and other startups have already come with AR glasses that you would not be able to tell from regular glasses unless you really got close into someone's face and like looked at it, which which is weird. Don't don't do that. So all of those things will be solved and it just takes time and money, pretty much like everything in the world, uh which the AR space has an abundance of. They have an abundance of money and they got time and it's getting a lot better, a lot faster every single day. So I think AR will be here soon and it will be commonplace, but again, it just it's just making that leap, that development leap that I think they're very very close to. So next is internet not via internet service provider, basically a distributed internet. Now, for all of you who were freaking out about the net neutrality uh, thing that happened, you know, there is technology that is going to make that rolling pretty much irrelevant. Um, and this isn't one specific technology like the rest of the ones on this list. It's more like a lot of different innovations coming together to create a solution. Like one is satellites being shot into space, you know, by startups and large tech companies like Google, even Facebook, that will provide internet speeds, you know, up to like 10 times faster than ISPs provide with their most expensive plans. And it's gonna cost a lot less than the ISPs charge you. Uh, because the main cost is just the rocket launch, which is also getting much cheaper. Shout out to Elon Musk, you know, with his reusable rockets. So shooting rockets into space, shooting satellites into space is getting a lot cheaper. And so that's really the only main cost because once it's up there, all the upgrades to the satellite are software-based, not so much hardware-based. And then also, a lot of the expenses that have to do with ISPs and why things can get so much so expensive to provide internet is because you know you have to dig these massive trenches and streets you have to go get permits you have to get these physical hard line connections and those giant connection lines those cost millions of dollars so all of those things cost a lot of money not to mention all the technicians and people you have to pay to go out there to go to your house or whatever or to businesses or to dig up the trench you know all those things cost a lot of money but when you have wireless via satellites, you don't have any of those expenses. You just have some dude, some developer sitting at a desk somewhere making software updates and saying, okay, click enter, boom, it updates the satellite, done. You don't need any of that, uh, of those other expenses. So basically the main expense is just getting the satellite into space. And then there's also the other distributed internet solutions that create, for example, mesh networks using methods like internet over Bluetooth or other frequencies. And now before a lot of you uh, techies get riled up and say Bluetooth isn't fast enough, it's not a good frequency, you're right, it's not fast enough for 4K streaming or gaming, but for web browsing and social media, which is what the majority of people use the internet for, it definitely is, and it's way cheaper. It, I'm talking it costing a few bucks a month for you to have Bluetooth, over, internet over Bluetooth, and for a lot of people, 
they don't care about 4K streaming or online gaming. Yes, it'd be nice and it's a luxury, but most people in their day-to-day -day lives don't care about that stuff. So if you tell them, hey, you want to pay $5 a month as long as you're not, if you don't care about 4K streaming and gaming, you have all the internet you want for social media, internet browsing work for 5 bucks a month. Trust me, people will do that. And so, again, if you're worried about net neutrality and all the ISPs having too much power, then you can pretty much rest assured that within 5 to 10 years, ISPs will be a thing of the past. So uh, stay strong. I know, how, I know how difficult life can be when Netflix starts buffering. Yes, it's a joke. I know net neutrality is important. Don't leave angry comments, okay? It's a joke. Anyways, next, advanced voice technology. Um, all right, so if you're a frequent listener to this podcast, you know that I talk a lot, like a lot, a lot about voice tech and audio content, and it probably comes up in at least half of our episodes for at least a couple seconds, but that's because I truly believe it's going to envelop, is that a word, envelop, like consume our daily lives, there we go, within probably a couple years or maybe, maybe sooner, but the advanced tech, voice tech I'm talking about is what's going to allow it to do so because right now a lot of people especially in the u.s have some type of voice device like an amazon alexa or google home or pretty much everyone at least has a voice assistant in their phone whether it's siri if you have apple or google voice assistant most people have some sort of voice assistant in their phones or in their houses whether it's a standalone device so you might wonder why hasn't voice dominated yet if pretty much everyone already has a voice-enabled device. And it, quite frankly, it's because it needs to get better. One of the biggest drawbacks is that once you try to have a more advanced conversation, not just surface-level stuff like what's the weather, then the machine you're using normally can't handle it. But once you're able to talk for a straight minute and ask less common questions like very more specific questions and talk how you normally would to a person instead of specifically framing your questions for a robot to understand it then voice will be massive right like instead of saying just what's the weather you can say hey alexa is it going to rain tonight okay and then she says yes it's gonna rain tonight you say okay well when it starts raining send a reminder to my phone to close my uh, bedroom window okay and then after that remind me to turn the heater on okay all like all of those things are very simple or let me think of another example let's talk about mars okay space so you can uh like if, if you're doing a, a research project, some kid's doing a research project, and he says, uh, what's the difference, or I'm sorry, what's the distance between Earth and Mars? Okay, it's whatever, I don't know the distance. Uh, whatever miles, okay, or kilometers, whatever. Okay, thanks. And what's the surface temperature on Mars? And why is it so cold? Okay, well, notice what I did there. I'm actually having a conversation. I'm not just saying... What is the surface temperature on Mars? What is the distance from Mars? I'm just saying it. I'm just saying the. So these bots have to get better at what's called natural language processing, NLP. It's a whole subsect of AI development. And so once they get better at having con uh, conversations where they understand that when you say it, you're referring to Mars from the last sentence you said. Because right now, if you try to do that with Alexa or Siri or whatever you try to use, it's not going to work because they're not smart enough yet. But they will. And once they get smart like that, then it's over. Then we will only be using voice because it's going to be so much more useful than having to type into a phone or any other method.
And so the fifth and final one for today is going to be smart IDs, smart identification. This is something that really should have been implemented implemented years ago, but because it has to do with you know government bureaucracy, it hasn't. Countries like Estonia, though, have already implemented smart IDs, and they're really powerful because it makes identity theft much more difficult. It removes the terrible system, like for example in the U.S., that of social security numbers because social security numbers are completely insecure, and you can actually figure out someone's social security number if you just know their birth date and where they were born. You can figure it out. You can do it by reverse engineering the numbers because for those of you who don't know, the only numbers that are unique in your social are the last four. That's why they always ask your last for the other beginning numbers are just your birth date and your uh location it's different numbers depending so if you didn't know that that's how insecure it is it's literally four numbers which means any hacker any identity theft has a one in ten thousand chance which is literally nothing for a hacker so it's very very insecure and we have one number for everything for taxes for healthcare for anything that has to do with their identity use one number most countries don't do this you have a different number for taxes a different number for your healthcare whatever it may be and so smart ids first of all they're encrypted and in fu- in the future it will likely run on the blockchain which means that hacking the system will be pretty much impossible if not completely impossible and so you'll have a unhackable ID that you can connect to your bank and have your medical information ready for your doctor or if you go have an emergency hospital visit they could just uh, get your ID and scan it and they have your medical records you can easily transfer money between people without having to go through banks you know so many of the inefficiencies of everyday life go away when you have smart IDs and they're already here it's just a matter of government adoption and I think that now the technology now that the technology is getting good enough that we will actually see governments fully adopt it. It's time for the news. All right, so today in the news, Google announced that Chrome, the world's most used browser, is going to automatically stop showing ads that are flagged as disruptive. Meaning if you're a company that likes to use a lot of spammy looking, annoying banner ads, whatever, pop-up ads, then Chrome will stop showing them. Previously, it was much more difficult to get ads banned because Google did not want to lose revenue. But now, because they want to preserve the user experience, it's going to happen much more frequently. And this is exactly what I said is going to happen more and more in the podcast we did last week, which is called uh, Why Every Company Will Become a Media Company. I talked about how bad, spammy, annoying ads like weird banners and pop-ups and things that have the smallest possible x so that you try to click the x and then you accidentally click the ad all of that stuff is going to be punished and now google is saying that in chrome that's not going to fly anymore you can't have these terrible ads that just ruin user experience and listen i'm not saying i'm nostradamus but i mean come on i predicted this and also microsoft speaking of being nostradamus microsoft announced Today, okay, I swear to God, I talked about the smart ID stuff in the podcast, in this podcast earlier. Not, not like before I talk, I wrote the little outline for it before I even read this article for the news section. I always do the news last. Microsoft said today, 
that they're going to integrate decentralized IDs into Microsoft into the Microsoft Authenticator app and they believe that smart decentralized IDs will be globally adopted in the future. Listen, I'm not saying I'm Nostradamus, but I mean I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean these these things just the the news stories, they they keep on flowing. Flowing proving me right. I love being proved right. Anyways, enough about me. You guys have a great day. Hey guys, David here. I just wanted to personally thank you for listening to this podcast today. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, it would mean the world to me. It would mean the world to us if you could leave us a positive review on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts. It just means a lot to us. We're new. We're just getting started. So if you could help us out, that would be great. And also, we have been putting up some fire content on Instagram and on YouTube. So if you are not already following us or subscribed on Instagram and YouTube, then go to the show notes, click those links, and follow us there. We are posting content daily, so be sure to check it out. Anyways, guys, thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.